This is the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast, here to help you navigate and thrive with ADHD in adulthood. I'm your host, Zena, and I was diagnosed at age 36. As with many ADHDers, I have a rebellious and non-conformist style. And that means that there will likely be swearing in the coming episode. Please be mindful of any little people. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast. Today, we are going to talk about when your friends and family don't get or understand your ADHD. So I have been super open about being diagnosed with ADHD and I have been sharing it with really everyone. I'm on a mission to create more awareness and more support for those of us with ADHD. And in doing so and in sharing my story, I have heard things like, won't you just grow out of it? But you've always been like that. Oh, well, Maybe then I have ADHD because I struggle with that too. I struggle with attention and focus, so I must have it. And why do you need meds? Isn't that just a bit extreme? And my all-time favorite was, I don't know if I believe in ADHD. I think it's a conspiracy. (laughs) Now, I'll admit I did not quite know what to say to that last one. I struggled not to laugh whilst also feeling really angry that somebody that I consider a friend would say that to me. Now, for those of us with ADHD, our symptoms can include being highly sensitive, and I am in that category, the fear of rejection and taking things incredibly personally. So if you've heard of RSD, rejection sensitive dysphoria, That is very common for those of us with ADHD. Struggling to regulate and process our emotions and also experiencing a lot of frustration or irritation. Okay, so as you can imagine, if you're hearing comments like that and getting those kinds of questions or feedback, it can be really challenging for us. Now, I'm not going to lie. Some of this has been pretty hard for me to hear and process. And on that note, I just want to acknowledge something before we proceed. I struggle with perfectionism and wanting to get things right. So for me, that means I want to say and do the right thing. I struggle a lot with right and wrong thinking, like very much all or nothing thinking. Okay. And It's huge for me, and I know it's also huge for many fellow ADHDers. So that being said, my brain tries to tell me that before I can record and share this episode with you all, I shouldn't be affected by these kinds of comments. They shouldn't bother me whatsoever. It should just be water off a duck's back, whatever that saying is. (laughs) But that isn't the truth. And... My number one promise to myself and to all of you with this podcast is to be real, raw, and honest about my experiences with navigating adult ADHD. Okay, I'm in it with you all. So now that we've cleared that up, I can take a deep breath. (laughs) And the first thing I wanted to acknowledge is that 
You have permission not to tell people. You don't have to tell anyone that you don't want to tell about your ADHD. Sometimes we just need to give ourselves that permission to, you know, not have to say or do the thing or permission to say or do the thing. Okay. I remember when I was living in London, so I'm, I live in New Zealand. I grew up here in New Zealand, but I moved to London for a couple of years. And when I was living in London, my dad ended up in hospital overnight. Now to this day, I don't know exactly what for. I think it might've been blood pressure related. But I don't know exactly what for, because I only found out years later when it was accidentally mentioned at a family dinner that we had. And when I found out, I was initially super pissed. I was really annoyed with my dad that he hadn't told me or that nobody else in the family had told me. But, and this is what my dad said to me, he said it wasn't life-threatening and also it was his choice, his body, his decision. And I've always remembered that because although it was, you know, I was pissed and I was fully valid to be annoyed and angry and upset, like my feelings were really valid. He was also completely valid to share if and when he was ready. So if you are afraid of how people might react when you tell them that you have ADHD or perhaps you have some shame wrapped up in finding out that you have ADHD, then firstly, I just want to send you so much love, so much love. And please know that this is your diagnosis. It is your life and your story. And you get to tell it how you want, when you want, if you want. Okay? All right. Next up, (laughs) I'm going to offer you three tips or tools that I use when it comes to handling these challenging and unsupportive comments that we get from people when we share about having ADHD. Now, this also applies, of course, if you're self-diagnosed and, you know, navigating that and choosing to discuss it with people. So first up, think about why you are choosing to share with this particular person or people. And maybe you can bring up a example of when you did share with someone and it didn't go the way you had hoped it had gone. Okay. Think about why you chose to share. Are you wanting them to understand you and why you behave the way you do? Are you wanting their support or perhaps their validation? So for example, when I chose to share with my partner, it was because I wanted him to know what was going on with me in the hopes that he would better understand me and also because I did want him to be supportive. Whereas in telling my mum, I only told her because it was a significant life event and I wasn't expecting anything in return. I had zero attachment to how she was going to respond. Now. The reason why this is important is because when you want people to respond in a certain way and they don't, it's likely going to lead to you feeling upset or let down or frustrated. Now, I was really attached to the response from my partner. 
And we're going to dive into that a bit. But I wasn't when it concerned my mum. I was completely unattached to how she would respond. I didn't need her to, to, you know, say or do a certain thing. Okay, so number one is understand your ADHD and accept yourself first and foremost. My friend, we have ADHD. Our brains are wired differently. And that means that sometimes we behave differently to neurotypical people, to people without ADHD. So surround yourself with people like you, with people who get it, who have ADHD and understand what it is like. Surround yourself with people who can, you know, support you and also laugh at themselves and some of the funny things that we can do as a result of having ADHD. So for example, um, one of the things I heard the other day is that we have thousands of screenshots on our phone thinking that we're going to like go back and use something or need it. (laughs) My number is roughly four and a half thousand. That's a thing we do. I think it's quite funny, right? So when you already have a tribe of people who get you, you don't need everyone else to get you. Okay, I'm going to say that again. When you already have a tribe of people who get you, you don't need everyone else to get you. So learn about yourself and your ADHD. Let your diagnosis be validation and affirmation. When I got the official diagnosis, I cried. I cried because it felt like such validation and confirmation. And it was like I could finally just like let go and begin a healing process. When we can understand and accept ourselves, it becomes way less important for other people to have to get us. When we can validate ourselves, we need less and less external validation. Now, don't get me wrong. I love me some external validation. (laughs) When someone says, hey, you did a great job. That's really nice to hear. But I also know that I don't need them to tell me that, to give me that external validation, to know I have done a really good job. So similarly, you don't need other people to understand and accept you and your ADHD. But when you understand and accept yourself the way you are, you'll be way more likely to share openly because you are not attached or needing a certain response from people. Okay. Number two, what are you making it mean? This is one of my favorite questions to ask. When somebody says, oh, well, then I must be ADHD too, because I struggle with all of that. Doesn't everybody? What are you making it mean? Do you make it mean that you need to second guess yourself? Well, oh shit, maybe I don't have ADHD and I shouldn't be telling people that I do. Or maybe you think, well, okay, maybe you do have ADHD and you should do something about it. And you feel really annoyed at them for their response. Pay attention to what you make their comments, their words, their reactions mean. Okay. So when I got this response, I 
I did get this from a friend. And because I've done a lot of self-coaching and I have spent time working on this, I said to her in response, I said, well, yeah, maybe you too have ADHD. You should listen to my first podcast episode and see if it resonates. So in my brain, I made it mean that she just doesn't have a lot of education around ADHD and maybe she'd like some more. It could actually help her. So one thing I have really learned in talking about ADHD with people, especially neurotypical people, is that there is a big lack of understanding around what it is and how it actually impacts people's lives. And when I say lives, like their relationship, their work, their, you know, their home, organization, so many different elements of their lives. It is just widely thought to simply be this little boy at school who's disrupting everybody and can't sit still. And because people have that picture in their brain, they're so quick to dismiss the things that they don't understand and the things that don't match the idea in their head of what they think ADHD should look like. So when people respond in a seemingly ignorant or rude way, I choose to make it mean that they simply aren't yet educated on the subject. And I have the opportunity to educate them if I want to. Okay. Number three, validate your emotions, but question your thoughts. When I shared my ADHD diagnosis with my partner, it came as a bit of a surprise to him because although, you know, I had been living with the assumption that I had ADHD for years and I was, you know, self-diagnosed and operating as if and had implemented a lot of strategies and tools I had learned. It wasn't actually something I had sat down and talked about with him. So when he said to me, is this something you're going to grow out of? That was his response. <laughs> I was initially quite hurt. I shut down. I withdrew. I ended the conversation and just I needed some time out. Because I really wanted his support and I felt really disappointed that he didn't get it. So when I say validate your emotions, you are fully valid to feel hurt, to feel upset or angry or annoyed when your family and your friends and your co-workers don't respond in the way that you had hoped that they would respond. But my friend, please question the thoughts that are causing you to feel that way. So when my partner responded in that way, I made it mean he wasn't being supportive, he didn't get it. And when I sat down and did some self-coaching and I questioned that, that narrative that I was, I was telling myself, was it really true that he wasn't being supportive? Honestly, no. He is the most supportive person in my life. Was it true that he didn't get it? Yes. It probably was. I know he had very little awareness of ADHD, especially with how it would present and look in adult females. So when I questioned my thoughts, my emotions began to shift. And we were actually able to have a really good conversation about my ADHD and both communicate in a much better way. And that led to him being incredibly supportive. 
Some people have a belief that ADHD is simply reserved for naughty kids. So when we tell them, hey, I have ADHD, to them, it sounds like we are trying to tell them that the world is flat. And if you believe it's flat, imagine round, whatever. (laughs) Okay. To them, it just sounds so strange and, and weird and wrong because they have this belief in their mind, this picture of what it should look like. Now, a belief is just like a van stopping next to us. And the window cracks open and the driver asks, are you coming? It's up to you to decide. You don't have to get in the van. Now, some people in our lives, they don't want to get in the van. That doesn't mean that they won't later. It also doesn't mean that you have to wait or convince them that they should get in. Okay. What I'm saying, in case my analogy like went over your head. (laughs) Sometimes I go over my own head when I'm giving analogies and examples. But what I'm saying is we can't force people to understand. But we also don't need them to. We need to understand ourselves first and foremost. And then we get to work on accepting ourselves the way we are. Okay. So those three steps that I gave you again is number one, understand understand and accept yourself first and foremost. Number two, question what are you making it mean? And number three, validate your emotions, but question your thoughts. Okay, my friends, that's it for this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out next week. Huge love. Take care. Hey, if you loved this episode, then come and join us inside the Navigating Adult ADHD Facebook community. Head over to my website, xenajones.com ADHD. Make sure you add the slash ADHD to get access to this group and for further resources and support. I'll see you inside.